place of a dark lord, you would have a queen. Not dark, but beautiful, and terrible as the dawn, treacherous as the seas, stronger than the foundations of the earth. Podcast of the Rings. Bravo. I'm not a trained actor for nothing. Oh my gosh. Okay, that needs to be, maybe we should do that for like Patreon is like, we'll give the, the people the video as well. Mm. Because it, we don't, I don't know if Jess will release the video, but she like spread her arms wide. She was doing, <laughs> she was going full Kate Blanchett right there. It was beautiful. We just needed the, the lighting. Oh, I felt it. I felt it on the inside. I felt like I turned green, you know? It was great. Honestly, I was I was there. I was Frodo cowering uh, at the the mirror. So well, I understand. and I don't know that I properly praised you for your Boromir, but we we both gave ourselves chills while you were doing Boromir last week. It, it brings it out of some of uh, people, man. It's 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 powerful material. So speaking of Gladriel, uh, welcome back, Ben. But I thought you should know um, our former host Alexander Mitchell. Um, this is his hall pass. It's Galadriel. I. It should. It should be everybody. Like this shouldn't even count as a hall pass because if Galadriel walked in, and if my partner ever said no, that's not like what. What's that's the not saying? your partner. Don't let your girlfriend get in the way of your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't let your girlfriend get in the way of you finding your wife. Like that's not your partner. If. Oh. If My anyone God. turned like, and it would be the same if like Gilgalad or uh, Ecthelion or Aragorn walked in, and I'm, we're not saying the actors, we're saying the actual beings from Middle Earth, well, because there's a difference. I do think Kate Blanchett is Galadriel, so it's very true. It, it, it <laughs> it's hard to disembody them from the physical representations we see them as. Oh yeah, like watching this video. Um, Elrond's, like we're talking about Elrond and Galadriel today. Um, Elrond, a lot of the fan art is definitely like like fan art. Almost all of the Galadriel fan art is Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Like there is yeah. some very there's some very good artist renderings. Um, and I, I feel like if I say fan art, it seems demeaning, and I don't mean that. It's just like shorthand for it. Um, but a lot of the artist renderings and interpretations of Galadriel are Kate Blanchett. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy. It's that pretty the, synonymous with with how long this text has been around. That in the last twenty years she has become her. Yeah, I mean, and, and we know her to be such a wonderful actress, mm -hmm. but something about her whole thing lends herself to Galadriel for sure. Um, who was the actress who played the old one from? Um, Strange, Doctor Strange. Oh, um, I always oh forget gosh. her name. Uh, Tilda Swinton. So Tilda Swinton and like Kate have like this other world ethereal thing, mm. and there was like a weird thing the moon was doing about ten years ago when Twitter was still a little weird, where like people like people like Steve Martin were huge on Twitter because he knew how to do it. Those days, you yeah. know what I mean. So it was like that, and someone had created a Tilda Swinton Twitter account where Tilda Swinton only was available for this 14-day equinox weird thing that the moon was doing. And okay. it was 
the perfect embodiment of ethereal Tilda Swinton. For, and she I feel is like Galadriel like is the same. She is an otherworldly being as well. Like in um, the new Suspiria remake, new, you know, it's a couple of years old now. She plays three different roles, mm. and one of them is a man, and no one batted an eye. And you're, yeah, that's. that's well, I think she was. For you. Didn't she play Bob Dylan? Too. She did. Didn't Kate Blanchett play Bob Dylan? I think there was a few of them that did the Bob Dylan. Yeah, thing. it was. Uh, yeah, you were never here, or something like that, or I was never here. I feel like Tilda Swinton's got big David Bowie energy in that. Like, if if I think David Bowie People still would have fan casting her for sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, people fan cast her. Kate, um, I also really liked her in Don't Look Up, and we talked about Don't Look Up a little bit, and Arsenal Roy reminded me that she was in it, so it would have been a, it's a perfect crossover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's wonderful in that. So, yeah, we are doing the Elrond thing, we are doing the Galadriel thing, and we're really just uh, stemming back the tide until we can get to Sam. And to your point about, like, fan art which is the right is the right term but yes it's not it's not a derogatory term for it um i do think robert Aramayo presented us with a really it's really hard to follow those footsteps i i you didn't like it i didn't Ooh, I, I i i like morphe clark i mean morphe clark can't help how tall she is and this is the is she this tall is, i didn't she was no 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 she's very short oh i understand okay and like this is the thing uh the tough thing and i i remember talking about this um like just to a friend it's tough when in the lord of the rings and i mean the hobbit is kind of the same i think elrond i think Kate blanchett and hugo weaving are one of the few actors that are in every every middle earth movie so far like they're in all six i think i think that's right Maybe maybe Elrond isn't in like Desolation of Smaug or something like that, but um, it's tough when you spend such a short time. Like the less time you spend with these god, especially Galadriel. Elrond is half man, half elf. He chooses to be an elf, um, and like he's a warrior. Like he's sixty five hundred years old. He's a warrior. He's wise beyond any knowledge and everything. But he doesn't. He doesn't have like a ring of power. He doesn't have Nenya. Um, so like, he's still like a tier or two lower than Galadriel. Right. He didn't see the light. Yeah, exactly. Galadriel's, Galadriel's an OG. She saw the light, like Feanor went crazy and like <laughs> burned, sh- like, Fe- like Galadriel is basically Helen of Troy. Yeah. Like w- she's basically With that. agency. Yeah. With, with, but just better. Um, <laughs> and it's tough when you have to portray those characters for a longer amount of time because like there's no character growth or like anything with Galadriel she is who she is in Lord of the Rings she's just godlike being she emits light uh Gimli it will fight to the death just Mm. at the sight of her and so like I don't know just they seem so much less of stature in Rings of Power I think Morphe Clark does a good job and I for for her I liked her portrayal because it is a younger Galadriel. And I, I watched, uh, you know, the Nerd of the Rings. I did my research about this. And she does go into a rage over, like, what Feanor did after Morgoth steals the Silmarils. And sorry, there's a paw <laughs> searching <laughs> under my monitor right now trying Where to reach for you? me. Um, uh, 
so there is like that morphed Clark energy to to her Galadriel, but Robert Arameo, I just I don't know. Hugo Weaving is just so powerful to me. And like when he gives Aragorn Andoril, and that's why, you know, the Hobbit movies are what they are, but you should have stayed dead. Like I couldn't <laughs> see Robert Arameo walking in and drawing a sword and just absolutely video gaming cutscene like as corny as that sure, is sure 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 like I, I couldn't see him doing that I, I don't know it's just i like robert arameo and i don't know the actor that plays durin their scenes were the best scenes yes. of of the show hands down yeah no no doubt about it but i felt like the actor who played durin was really hard carrying those scenes because of the <laughs> life he brought to the show um and so I don't know that those are just like my pittances with Rings of Power, but I also understand that it's a tough thing to one just follow up the performances and the iconography that are Hugo Weaving yes. and Kate Blanchett. Yes. And also the characters they're portraying, these godlike, elf-like beings that you don't see much of, and the less you see of is almost kind of the better because they're so mysterious and a and just above the plane of existence and stuff. What? So I'm, she is i'm telling you guys like it's one thing because my my monitor and my keyboard are right next to each other and she'll usually just like oh just reach out and like tap my keyboard from under my monitor she, like imagine she's got her full elbow under <laughs> the monitor right now she is reaching so i apologize but go, go ahead just no she's on one you were telling she me is about her on zoomies. one for the last like 12 hours i didn't get to sleep till 4 a.m she woke me up at 9 a.m and she has not stopped since. You know, my my small piece of advice is after this recording, go go play with her hard. Like, go, oh yeah, go throw. She's getting some... the laser. She's getting yeah. the, the little ma mouse on the wall and everything. Because she's so. This is something again. I'll, I'll tangent about my cat Blue has been really feeling the short shift of our attention, and he is all already. You know, he's a twenty-two pound Russian Blue. And he's gigantic. Oh, he's he a big boy. He's a very big oh, boy. Oh, Lord, he coming. <laughs> he's, he, I think he's, uh, yeah, he's almost all Lord, he coming right now because he's been eating all of Pepper's not feeling well food. Like all yeah. of like, oh, here's, here's the great treats, you know. So all the, all the remaining food he's been getting. And he's, a, he's not antisocial, but he's aloof. So sometimes he like, just be around or, you know, wait for food or something. But then all of a sudden he hits like critical mass of aloneness yeah. and he is on you like flies on peanut butter and wants nothing more than to be like full body on your body. And he has a oh snack gosh. too of either stepping on your groin or your chest in the, oh, in like perfect. the perfect with all that weight. So anyway, all 22 pounds. Yeah. Cats get this like, just get this bug up their butt that's like, now it is time. And yeah. it doesn't matter what your schedule is. Um, so when Alex and I were doing our deep dive into individual characters who we thought might make an appearance into Rings of Power, I believe Elrond was like the first one. Um, and I didn't know this, and that's why you know Alex was perfect to do this podcast for this purpose. He knew so much Silmarillion stuff. He knew so much old mm. lore. Um, apparently, Elrond was explained by Tolkien as uh, as kind as Christmas, and then realized that Christmas didn't e exist in the in Middle Earth yet. Yeah, this ain't Narnia. 
Yeah. <laughs> and and then I, I believe you changed it as like as kind as kind as some something something else. But to Alex's point, and he really helped me see this. Uh, Robert Airmail really brought that dude to screen. The sweet, wide, arms wide open, uh, basically like the diplomat. <laughs> he brought that Scott was it stab energy, just a, just Creed energy. He arms wide open to like, Daddy, why did you leave me? Um, he's basically trying to find a dad and everybody all around Middle Earth. He was he was the diplomat to Middle Earth. I felt like. he was. And, I love Elrond. You know, you fast forward to what's his face now, and it is the hardened. He's a little bit more chiseled version, not chiseled, but like, uh, yeah, hardened version of Elrond. Um, and I'm with you though. How much adolescence did elves really go through to warrant Morfid Clark's Galadriel just to be petulant? And rash and make bad decisions and you know uh and that's that's the thing is that i'm watching ahsoka right now um and rosario dawson's portraying her and like if you haven't it's so it, to be fair you have to do a lot of homework to like really get into this live action ahsoka you have to watch clone wars which is like seven seasons you have to watch rebels which is four seasons and by the time like i understand like ahsoka's like this she calls uh, Anakin like Sky Guy. She was like kind of the the teenage kid surrogate for Clone Wars, the animated show. And then she really matured and became a fan favorite and this really great Jedi and then left the Jedi and like goes on this journey and then all this stuff in Clone Wars. And she really develops in this amazing character. And then Rosario Dawson is just kind of portraying her as this like stoic, like you're not doing it right. Why am I here? Like we have to go find Ezra. And I'm just like... Uh, it's, I understand the journey that she's going on and why she's doing this, but you can still make these stoic characters interesting and relatable and like me wanting to know more. And I feel like Morphid Clark like teetered on that edge of like, okay, I get it, but I don't know. It's just, they made some weird choices though. When yeah. we first saw Morphid, it felt very, um, smile on the horse. It was so weird. It was, it's very, uh, I, I remember saying, and I keep bringing up Star Wars, it reminds me of Phantom Menace, where like everyone's very regal, and you're missing that Han Solo energy. Mm -hmm. Like, you're like, you know. Shoot from the hip. Yeah, shoot from, like, there was emotion in Star Wars. Everyone talked, you know, with their fake, like, you know, Carrie Fisher's uh, famously <laughs> fake British accent that she immediately drops in the next movie. I'm uh, sorry, in the in the same movie. Yeah, in this, uh, literally when Hans shows up, she's like, "Nah, that was that was me. Nah, don't worry suck. about that." Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> it was in, it's, it's insane. Yeah, um, and so and then like you get to Phantom Menace and like ev there's no fun characters. Like they tried with Jar Jar and like it just didn't work. Uh, granted, like Ahmad Best did not deserve the hate he got, but the character wasn't great and borderline very offensive, mm -hmm. um, as a lot of the characters in Phantom Menace were. Uh, but just, I don't know, a, a lot of the Rings of Power felt just very stilted to me. You didn't have, like, that's why I feel like ah, Durin was such a breath of fresh air because he's drinking mead and he's doing the hammer contest and what are you doing here? Like, he just came in like this wrecking ball to this very stoic, like formal show. And it wasn't like we're watching Pride and Prejudice or something. We're watching 
Middle Earth, it's rings of power. We everyone's full of life. Even you know Gandalf, like we were introduced to him, but he's messing around with the hobbits. And so when he does the Bilbo Baggins, do not take me. You're like, oh whoa, <laughs> right? As someone who you know for a, a casual movie only viewer, like whoa, okay, that's who this guy really is. Okay, now now I get who he really is. Let's start this thing because we've been hanging out in the Shire and he's been lighting fireworks and making Merry and Pippin do dishes. And so it, I don't know. But we don't need to get too is, far into Rings of Power. No, no, no. But even that is, it's a good point. Like, you've got this um, joie de vivre that mm. you don't really see these characters live okay, in Diesel. Rings of Power. Okay. Does he very say de- No, he says it was like very Fellini-esque. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, nothing will compare to him going, I can see why Tolkien stopped after <laughs> Exactly. It's unbelievable. It's it's, it's a lot of work carrying a a legacy. Um, One additional point to this stoic, I think it's a style we're going through right now. And I agree with you. It's, it really leaves the audience wanting Amelia Clark's portrayal of the character in, you know, I know one like this, but secret invasion, the daughter didn't matter. She was Amelia Clark was the daughter in that, and the only yeah. person that was alive was uh, the guy that um, Samuel L. Jackson, like um, the krill, the krill that he he teams up with. Scroll. He's the, oh, the scroll. Thank you. I, we yeah. didn't even finish it. Um, the krill. <laughs> he teamed up with a tiny little shrimp guy. No, krill is krill is uh, Marvel's um, crazy right now, guys. You need to keep up. With it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over the place, man. Now yeah. it's going into the ocean, <laughs> the last well, that, frontier. Secret Invasion was just such a mess because it like started off like that first episode. I was like, okay, we're back to those Winter Soldier, like who's good, who's bad, yeah, like yeah, who's yeah. in Hydra, who's a scroll, and then by the end, it was like every power, every CGI. We're just gonna punch. I was like, where did? What happened here? And it's always my favorite that in like three of the Marvel shows, it's that old term, um, kicking the dog, where um, you have to make sure that even though your villain might be relatable and understandable, you have to have them do something bad Mm. to like, oh, no, save the the cat or kick the dog. Yeah, save the cat or kick the dog. So like in uh, it was like Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, Aaron Kellyman uh, was like the main antagonist and she was like fighting for uh, the snap uh, immigrants like you know like their rights and like health care and like getting aid and they're like that sounds kind of good but then like in the third episode she like firebombs a hospital and you're like right. oh okay she's bad and then it was the same thing in Secret Invasion like it sounds like this guy's fighting for scroll independence because they said they were going to find them a planet and then they gave up after like six months. Uh, so sounds like he's doing something. Oh, he firebombed a hospital too. Okay. He's bad. It's like, <laughs> Oh my God. Like Marvel refuses to have any nuance in their show at all. Well, why not just let him be someone who's really, truly fighting and is good. Why not? Yeah. No, then you have to have a bad guy. Com- you have to have powers. Oh. And you have to have Amelia Clark. That that gif will keep on giving of Amelia oh, Clark. Know. Just like you have to look it up. It's like because the end of Secret Invasion. Spoilers for Secret Invasion is that Nick Fury has a vial with every piece of DNA from the battle in Endgame. Everybody bled in Endgame, and he went around <laughs> oh, and on. scooped up blood from like Hulk, and like literally every character you can think of that even. 
the same ones that like don't have powers or have the same powers like hulk and um i don't know i can't think of any villains right now uh, like sure. hulk and drax they're just okay. strong yeah yeah uh but he has them in a vial and the bad guy puts it in a in a you know a oh it makes super scrolls yeah it makes a super scroll and it's him it's super scroll bad guy versus amelia clark and they both have like oh, every she come power. back to life she does because okay. before she I got thought it shot. was good to get rid of her because she was really I thought it was a good screen. twist too and I was like oh okay uh but no she comes back to life Ugh. and then they have like literally like a superpower off where you're like oh and it's literally just like oh I know that power oh I know that power and then one of them dies and it's just like it's how did we go from our secret spy <laughs> movie to literally me playing with my action figures right now oh my god it it's Anyway, yes, I don't like this acting era that we're in. Let's talk about when they were good actors. No, so what is it, do you think, about Galadriel that isn't sex appeal, that appeals? Let me erase to... all my notes real quick. <laughs> uh... Well, it could be sex appeal. It's fine if it's sex appeal. I don't think it's sex appeal. I think it's just like... It's the way Gimli views her. Like, I think that goes beyond sex appeal. I think it's just, like, pure love and just admiration for something that is just so far above us. It, it is. It is. An elf is like a god to a, a, an extent. Like a yeah. fallible. Like, an, not an infallible god because they make mistakes. They're not like perfect. You, like, you want to bang Legolas. You couldn't say that right. about Galadriel. You want to uh, throw flowers at her feet yes. and let her step on you, but also not in a sexual way. Yeah, in a way, and I deserve this way. <laughs> yeah, well, it yeah. could be also. Sexual, this is all I deserve. <laughs> actually, it's really making sense why Alex. Uh, yes, interesting. There was so Alex and I watched um, New Girl, and oh god, as we're watching it, he goes, uh, "Can can Zoe de Chanel be my hall pass?" And I said, absolutely she was not. everyone's hall pass I for like know. five years. I know. For like from Elf to like the second season of New Girl, which mm. is I guess like ten years, honestly. She yeah, because she also was like the sister in Almost Famous. She did like some fun things. Uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer, uh, like you said, Almost Famous, like just. I mean, even that movie, Yes Man. <gasps> I loved Yes Man. It's so fun, and she is like that. You know uh, what? What's the um what's the term uh god adorkable adorkable and it's like um oh dang it i uh i can't think of the term and someone's like yelling it at their their car speaker right now <laughs> i don't like, know where you're going for i can't even like the you. the girl that's like manic pixie dream girl oh, there it is oh, oh, manic oh, pixie dream oh, girl oh, yes. like she was like she when you think of manic pixie dream girl you think of her and um winona uh, ryder Winona Ryder, I think, yeah, Winona Ryder. I was thinking I think of she invented uh, uh, that. Scott Pilgrim. What's her name? Uh, <gasps> oh. She's in Ahsoka. She's, uh, Is she? Yeah, she's Ewan McGregor's wife. I can't think of, like, she's. it's a three-part name. Uh, Wait, Obi-Wan's married? Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Got it. Didn't Google it. I got it before I Googled it. Good for you. Wait, Obi-Wan's married? Yes. He's not supposed to be. No, no, no actual wife in no, real life no no his wife is not that his wife is a unless he got divorced he got divorced <gasps> because they worked on fargo together and they had an affair you're kidding me nope do you know how badly i want to be that girl who doesn't 
Because he met his wife on set and she was his seamstress. <gasps> I'm so upset right now. <laughs> You're shaking. Did this like get buried so that no one thought he was a jerk? No. I, this was a this was big news. I never heard this story. I am very upset. I could have easily been me. So sad. I'm so, so sad. sad. I don't care about Alex right Trust me, now. I'm very sad. Mary Elizabeth Winstead <laughs> is off the market too. <laughs> I get it. I get Scott it. Pilgrim was life changing for everybody. <laughs> I mean, oh god, it's yeah, definitely. So yes. I, I kiboshed that for Alex. I said, no, you're not. Because my name is Jess, her character's name is Jess in New Girl, I had just dated somebody that I lived with and I was living with. It was just, she basically stole my life and turned it into a sitcom and I, it was it. a little too close for comfort. That's anyway, true. Galadriel, I do allow, I, I actually, it does make me upset that I'll never be like Galadriel and thus never be Alex's perfect woman. See, but that's like, how can you? I, I'm not comparing a, myself to El, Elrond, like the or Aragorn, like that's an impossible comparison. But like we're watching the movies, and he's like, Ugh, and I'm, it's hard. It's not. That's not easy to sit next to. But it's not okay if he was doing that to like Megan Fox or something like that. That'd be sure. different. Also on New Girl. Also on New Girl. Yeah. Um, yes, you're right. You're totally right. Because then I'm like. What are you looking at? You know, I'm uh, then I can actually get upset in a different way because he's because Megan Fox is Megan Fox, even if she's playing a character. Yes, I got and she, you. And I, she has owned that, and I respect her for it. Like no, she yeah. and she's a good actress. She's a good actress, but she still plays Megan Fox. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Denzel plays Denzel he all the sure time. Does. So you know he what? Sure Women are allowed to play themselves on screen too. <laughs> we should let. Yeah, that's going to be our campaign for this season. So. What is it about Elrond that what do you like most about Elrond? It's the Elrond is one of those like we talked about it last week where, you know, the the guy who survived Pearl Harbor and Normandy and walked sure. into he reminds me of Elrond. Like or Elrond reminds me of him, whichever one you want to do. It's like this man was just elbow deep in everything. Like he he survived like he was raised by the sons of Feanor because Feanor's sons raided like his town with like when the first like because elves used to fight each other like the, right. the sons of Feanor like in that elvish. I'm sure you know Skirmish. Alex is gonna listen to this like Skirmish. he's explaining it. He's explaining it so terribly. <laughs> no, 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 no. Alex, dare you replace? You know what? That's what I appreciate about Alex is that's what I appreciate about him is he he does never he never lords what he knows over people. Mm. You know what I mean. But, but yes, so like he he's in he the survived that, and then um, he he had a twin brother, uh, Elros, um, and Elros decided to like they were both half man, half elf, and Elros decided to become a man and live the mortal life, and Elrond decided to become immortal and live the elven life, and this feels like because like again, Gladriel's almost. A god, like she's like a demigod almost kind of thing. Sure, sure, she isn't, um, but she feels like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so like Elrond, just talk. It's just like living your life, just doing everything. He read everything. He learned everything. He fought wars. He defended everything. Like he, you know, collected the uh, the shards of Narsil and held onto them. He raised Aragorn. Like he just he lived like this full life. He founded uh, Rivendell in Ladris and like made it a safe haven for elves. Like while they were running from Sauron and Morgoth and stuff like that. And it's just, it's just, 
an impressive life that he like just never stopped. Like he just never stopped. And, and it's same same he, with Galadriel. Like they never stopped helping. He yeah, and I think that's what's interesting is they said, okay, you can definitely I don't think we've seen a gluttonous elf necessarily. Fanor. Well, yes, good point. But in this, the the ones that we revere, and that's why it did make sense to put these two together, are ones who said, I have powers, or I have things mm-hmm. I can do, I have skills, I have a particular set of skills, and they will find men, and they will help them. Yep. <laughs> they really they really did. And what is what I actually find most mm, endearing about Elrond is the loss he went through. Huge loss. And that just informed, and he he could have been so cold and bitter because of it, and instead just gave his love as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And especially when, you know, Aragorn and Arwen fall in love, and he's like, my daughter's only going to marry the king of Gondor. And I, I love that. Like, that's the ultimate dad line. He's like, my daughter will not give up her immortality. Like, he's not shunning this or saying that can't happen he's like just know my daughter's not you know what's that like uh teaching my daughter to cook so she's not you know teaching my daughter how to do her own thing so she won't be impressed when you change her oil or something like that (laughs) it's like that's literally elrond he's like my daughter's not going to give up her immortality for anyone but the king of gondor after this is all settled so and you can interpret it that way ben but i i'm reading it like no, he says that. No, I understand. You can interpret it that way. Yeah. But I'm reading it as though he's saying, you have some stuff to do. Oh, yeah. And I want to see you do it. Like, it, in a weird way, he's actually putting vote of, a vote of confidence into Aragorn. I guess that's what I mean. It's like, mm-hmm. he's not saying, you better or else. And he could be saying that. I think both things could be true. I'm hearing, you're going to be this. I believe you can. You have to, though. You know, like, you... like. Don't, because you could also, you you meet Arwen and you're like, you know what, I'm good. I'm just going to love this and, and, and live in Rivendell, you know. Yeah. I'd stop. Sometimes, I, I'm good. Some dreams are good to give up on. Some people I, are worth it. If I it. lived to 200 and I had, you know, 150 of them with Arwen, I think I'd be okay. I'm all right. I do not need to be an actor. You know, if yeah. I, if, there's certain people that I would give up that dream for. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really think Elrond is in the kindest and most straightforward way possible saying, you will do this. You can. You are going to do this. And I don't know that Aragorn never had like a cr- crisis of faith that whether he could or could not. You know, I feel like he knew he could do it. Yeah. Yeah, like that That was the, the, the big difference in like the movie and book is that Aragorn always knew who he was going to be and never really shied away from it. Um, like when Elrond said that to him that's when he went into the wild and was like it was almost like a rocky training montage when he goes to Russia and is like you know lifting the log and punching the big slabs of meat and running up the mountain it's literally like Aragorn did that for like 20 years with the sons of Elrond and the rangers of the Dúnedain he was like okay let me become this guy and then I'll go get the shards of Narsil and like because they in the book he reforges Anduril before they leave right it's he doesn't get it you know on the paths of the dead in Return of the King, he's constantly like, you know, like I said, when we talked about Amber, he whips out his sword and was like, I'm him. You're not <laughs> bow down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, do you feel like, do you, I, you know, like 20 years on the road, 
spending time with Arwen's brothers. There's got to be a moment where you're like, yeah, I miss the touch of a lady. And you're like, dude, my sister. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> they had so many dude bro moments there. And you know the sons of Elrond hazed the crap out of him, too. Like, Oh, my God. They're like, no, we're here to watch you because dad said you have to become the king of Gondor. You're like, they, they like tied him down in his sleeping bag and hit him with bars of soap in a sock or something. Oh, like, my God. They hazed the heck out of him. Yeah. Holy. They made him, t- they toughened him up. <laughs> oh, no. They made him listen to alpha male podcasts. Like, <laughs> Aragorn, if you think making 20K a month is a lot, you're not doing it right. You need you're new friends. They're, they're the Winklevoss twins. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so so we, we talked about this before several, you know, we're also not that hard-hitting podcast that's going to give you... <laughs> the the beat by beat when they did what when how but we did talk about how Galadriel is the grandmother of nope is the mother is she Elrond's mother mm-hmm. so El, so Galadriel had relations with re, relations with wait hold on hold on isn't his dad an elf so how is he half <sighs> Oh, is it just that all elves have the choice to give remember. up the I remember hearing it, and I didn't write it down. No, but. because there, there's, ever since Baron and Luthien, elves had the choice, which is why Arwen uh, was... Wait. No, Galadriel is not his mom. Wow. This is why we're not the hard-hitting podcast. Yeah. I almost want to edit this out. I'm not going to, just so you guys see how fallible I am. Galadriel's grandfather and Elrond's great-great-grandfather were brothers. Thus, they were second cousins twice removed. Elrond was married to Galadriel's daughter, Celebrion. There it is. So, Elrond's... I see. Mother-in-law. Yes. There we go. Because then she's the grandmother of... I understand now. More like monster-in-law. Am I right, guys? At least you made a bad joke to make my... Fumbling of the lineage, <laughs> <laughs> stomachable. Um, so then Elrond's mother would have been, I think, human, if that's accurate. Yes, Elrond's then, mother is human. Did uh, Cirdan, is that that's his name, Cirdan the shipwright, didn't he take Elrond under his wing? No, Elrond's mother is an elf, I because I remember this, um, because Elrond's mother... And our not Arwen, maybe Galadriel. I can't remember. That was when they were traveling the mountains, and they were captured by orcs. And she was tortured so badly mm-hmm. that Elrond, uh, Elrond's sons, like rescued her. No, wait, is it his wife? I don't. No, it, that's right. It was his wife that was captured uh, and tormented, and then like he healed her. But the like her PTSD was so bad that she had to sell west to like fully heal. Sure. Arendel was his dad and was a half-elf. So there was, um, he must have been descendant of of Baron and Luthien. Because basically you could choose, uh, uh, so Elrond's dad, Arendel, was the half-elven son of a man and elf Idril, daughter of Turgon. Okay, all these people. Jeez. No wonder we can't remember it. Uh, Dude, like, the way I watch these videos, 
Like I was had it at one point two five speed because it was like twenty five thirty minutes long. Sure. He he is just name dropping places and times and people and just like there is how Tolkien kept this all straight in his mind as he was writing this out is insane. And I wonder if that he he must he 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 had to right like he probably had the brain for it, but he also had contradicting contradicting texts. But the way he looked at it was as though he was uncovering the lore that existed rather than inventing it. It's fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah, that my, my really bad point was that Elrond has gone through it. His dad is basically in the sky. His mother was uh, near death, and I don't know how she died ultimately, but... Uh, or I think she died of, like... No, I'm not even going to try and guess... And Galadriel is married to a cuck. Okay. <laughs> okay. Come on. She wants Halbrand bad. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> like, I, okay, they don't even mention Celeborn in Rings of Power. They do. They do? Yeah. When? Um, after the burning of the Southlands, uh, she decides to take the kid with her and not save anybody, even though she's just a burning horse and people crying out for the, oh I God. can't even like, talk about not saving the cat. The I, most I, disappointing episode in the history of television. Oh, honestly. It, it, I was, I, I was really rooting for this show and I still like finally it. had a good episode. Fine. Call me off a great episode and give us a real stinker. And you have she, the charge of the Numenorians. <laughs> you have like, you know, some like good action. You have a great conversation between like, Galadriel and the bad elf. I always forget his name. Um, and oh, then you, yeah. and then you have like that little teaser of like you know Halbrand saying, "You don't remember me, do you?" Mm-hmm. And that's great. And you're like, oh, what does that mean? And then the next episode, and then you have a great little cliffhanger with like you know, you think they won, and then the guy puts the spear in the thingamabob, and like the whole MacGuffin happens of like the water pouring into Mount Doom and you didn't even realize that was Mount Doom and it becomes Mount Doom and you're like, oh. And then you have you know, this insane shot of an entire volcano erupting in Galadriel's face. Like her just taking it on the chin. That was crazy. It's insane. It's so, it was riveting television. It is. I was like, we're back, baby. Yeah. Suck it. Uh, you know, right wing YouTubers, we're yep. here. Yeah, try and try and spin this into your woke mind virus because this episode ruled. And then the next week, I was like, Oh my god, and this is that's the you episode. Make it so hard for me to love no. you. <laughs> and it, and I remember being so. T- I felt like it was like whiplash from you. This really, and she and she becomes so unlikable for me in this episode. And she tells the kid about her husband that went to go fight um, Morgoth or Sauron or something like that and never came back. So he, she said, I So he's I canonically married. dead. He's canonically gone. Oh, are we going to have like a Pearl uh, yeah. Harbor situation I think so. where uh, Hal, mm. Hal Brand is Josh Hartnett and, you know, like then Ben Affleck comes back and he's like, I, 
I only survived in the pits of Mount Doom because I was I had your picture with me, Galadriel. Yeah. Yes, my and tattoo. I, back, you. I had my, my my arm tattoo. I had you right there, sweetie. I'm and I made you whenever I flex, I made you belly dance. <laughs> <laughs> I made a volleyball into your face using straw. Uh, I'm telling you, I think he's a cuck because of they really are turning him into a cuck in, in Rings of oh Power. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> anyway, I I did I I, I was so uh, close but so far about uh, Elrond's parents. Uh, with so basically they both the both of Elrond's parents are their fates are tied with Silmarils. Uh, with the aid of Cirdan the shipwright, Area Arendel uh, built a ship, and he sailed the seas of the of Middle Earth, leaving his wife behind. At oh. this time, Elwing had in her possession a Silmaril that Baron had wrested from Morgoth. Um, when Feanor's sons wanted the Silmarils back, they heard about this. They attacked where Elwing was. And rather than being captured, she threw herself with the Silmaril into the sea. And uh, Arendelle ends up taking this, you know, sails his ship all the way into the night sky. It becomes one of the, I think, the North Star, essentially. Um yeah, no, that episode of Rings of Power is is not good. Um, and then you have the Queen of Numenor is like, don't let anyone know I'm blind. Meanwhile, blindfold me as I ride this horse. <laughs> for my life. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's you're so right. It's and you know what? I think the biggest swing and a miss they they took is that they didn't let. The love story between Hallbrand and the uh, elf Smith be a real thing. What was his name? Um, I can't even think about it now. Um, you know what I'm talking about when like Hallbrand's recovering and he comes up to like where the blacksmithing is happening or the smithing is happening with the rings. Like, what is this? And he. That's what I'm saying. Is that like I like the reveal? Like I thought it was good, but it's like he. It seemed like he was really trying to get a day job in Numenor before they were like, no, you have to leave. He's like, I just want a nine to five, man. Like, he really did. He, she made him come back to being Sauron. She did. Yeah. But who are we as antagonists without our protagonists? Is she like, is, is Halbrand like a communist? And she's like, no, capitalism, man. Kinda. Sure. Yeah. I think we're unearthing a lot of important things in this episode today. Oh my god! Like it's just there's so there's so much about that show that I'm just like I want it. I want it to work. You know what? I like that today has been more of a ragging session on that show than it has been to talk about Elrond and Gladriel. Because I will with say enough time behind us, yeah. you can see the flaws. And, and again, I still maintain it was enjoyable. I I'm not yeah. a, an, an avid hater of it. No, no, no. This is just like more like fun, this like fun ribbing of the show. Yeah. Because like I'm gonna watch season two when God knows when it, whenever it comes out. Um. Oh my God! I saw the chunk. <laughs> He's right behind you. <laughs> I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a cat heavy episode. He's too. a big boy. He's very big. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, I have a. Big twenty-two pound. <laughs> oh, the bubbles! Yeah, did a big reveal. Oh, if you guys can't see, if you guys aren't subscribed to our Patreon, because we're gonna put this video out for sure. <laughs> uh, he is loving the chin scratches right now. Yeah, he's a big, he's a big boy. 
Um, so anyway, I, I think that's it. I don't know. I don't know anything else to talk about. Do you have anything else to um, share? Let's see. Let me look at my notes real quick. Uh, Feanor, like, I, I'm sure this was like a summary and someone, you know, someone like Alex will know better. But Feanor seems to go a little buck wild after he is turned down by Gladril for her hair. Oh, yeah. He goes insane. Uh, and that's like when he starts like the war between elves and uh, Morgoth. Want, I mean, Fanor wanted to follow Morgoth and get the Silmarils, had no ships. He attacked the Teleri, Gladriel's mother's people, and stole their ships. And then he burned them on the shores of Middle Earth. So, like, straight up Conquistador was like, We're not going back. We're oh my here. God. Uh, and Gladriel followed him in a rage. Meets Celeborn in 52 of the First Age, and they apparently, like, it never says an official, like, wedding date, but I guess they just got married. And that sure. Was, um, or but maybe it was you just consummate and you're married, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it was pretty cool. Like, uh, during the War of the Ring, um, three times, like, while the Battle of Pelennor was happening and while they were, like, marching on the Black Gate, three times Dol Guldir attacked Lothlorien. And three times, uh, the Ring of Nenya and Galadriel uh, warded off the attack. And then it says Galadriel and Celeborn, like, and I wanted to think that just them two walked over to Dol Guldir, tore down the walls, opened up the pits, and was like, hey, you're done. We're done here. And, like, I just want, I'm sure they took an army and whatever, but just, like, I just want to imagine just, like, Galadriel in full... You know, Battle of the Five Armies, like, Ooh. full demon mode, just tearing down walls and opening up pits and just, like, like force power, just like choking people ex out. Like an ex-wood. You know? Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. I will, I will have none of this. <laughs> Celeborn is a good man. He's a good man. I'm not saying he isn't. I'm just saying some people are more... You know, okay with being cucked than others. When your wife is Galadriel, you are okay have, with being. You're okay with if it. If you if you got a baddie like that, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to take out like you know. She's her Instagram is gonna be filled with DMs, and you're just gonna have to have the confidence to be like, "That's my girl." Yep. That she's that good, and that's who Celeborn is. He doesn't need to compete with Halbrand. Boy's nothing. Boy wanted to be a blacksmith and couldn't even hack it. I don't know, because Celeborn, when when uh, he saw Gimli, he saw that Gimli was like he was like ready to be all racist again. I don't. He's he, and then like Gladriel's like, calm down, bro. <laughs> I actually like this guy too. I mean, he's not perfect. He's not perfect. He's not perfect. He is who he is. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Great. Good for them. Now. Oh. So this is important about Elrond's brother. Is. He's the um, he is begins the line of Aragorn. Mm-hmm. He does. Yep. There we go. And then Elrond raises him full circle. Love it. It's like poetry; it rhymes. <laughs> That's a George Lucas quote. I know it is. <laughs> it's like poetry; it rhymes. It rhymes. <laughs> Nothing like Disney will never let it happen. You know, all the behind the scenes stuff is all like, "Oh, this was so fun to make. This is perfect. We love everybody, no matter what." Uh, you'll never have a moment like the first time George Lucas watched a Phantom Menace and was like, I think, uh, I think I might have, uh, did a little too much here and there. And you're like, whoa, he knew. 
Like he, I've not knew. seen this. Yeah, you got to look it up on YouTube, uh, and it's there. Like he, I can't remember like his exact quote, but like after but you they can watched, see the like everyone the in the room is kind of like, and you know they're waiting on George Lucas, the man, the myth, the legend, to say something, and he, even he says like. I think I might have uh, did a little too much, like uh, gone a little too far in some wow. places. And so it's like you'll never have a behind the scenes like Hollywood is just so curtainized now that you'll never have a, a moment like that uh, again. But it was pretty crazy. Well, you got to give I give him the, the teeniest bit of credit because what he did with Star Wars was use cutting edge technology and invent things oh, to yeah. be able to make that movie, those movies. And so what he was doing was using cutting edge technology at the time to make those movies again. And uh, he quickly taught everyone how to overuse CGI and yeah. things like that. Um, I, what I am sad about more than anything is we'll never get, I don't know if there is there a vault release of like the old unedited versions of the movies. There has to be. I feel like I've heard that for a long time. I've got my VHSs around here somewhere. My dad brought them to me. I've got my my triple VHS. We're gonna I'll do never a watch. Them, yeah, Let's I'll never it. let those go. But I feel like just money wise, I feel like Disney would do that just to be because they would sell out. But I wonder if it's then they're establishing that the vision of going back and editing was wrong. I don't think it's wrong. Like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like they could spin it and be like, oh, do you like the classic Star Wars? Here it is. Like you did, They did it with Blade Runners 25 yeah, exactly. times. Exactly. Like, I was just about to say that. They've done director's cuts and final cuts and Ridley's cuts and barber cuts and everything. <laughs> like, uh, and so I feel like they, they have so much money like left on the table and Disney famously, you know, not frugal or nitpicky at all, uh, <laughs> definitely wouldn't want more money. So no, I guess that's I, why they haven't that done That actually it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They're money definitely not money like hungry, that. evil no. corporation that is masked by a uh, cartoon mouse and, uh, theme parks. That basically started as a minstrel, but no, not at all. Yeah. No big, no big deal. No. Uh, but, uh. But yeah, I am very surprised that that hasn't happened yet, uh, because I know I'm sure like those. Let me look that up. Let me see. Let me go on eBay real quick. This has been a great episode, and I really mean that whole wholeheartedly. My brain is like in 15 different places, and just being able to like talk <laughs> through a contrast how how this oh, is. There is. There is. This is new. I don't know. It's uh, original trilogy. Oh wait, original trilogy. Okay. I think it's just like um, unaltered versions are basically gone. I wonder, um, like, I'm trying to. I'm not. Someone a has eBay them in person. a vault somewhere. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. Like, you know, people that are they're underground. You could take my VHSs and put them on Blu-rays if you wanted to. Like, the quality probably wouldn't be great, mm -hmm. but they're probably last longer because VHS is like. I, w I wonder how hard. How much are VCRs? Oh, not you could go to Goodwill right now and get one for less than ten bucks. I'm sure. I, or you could borrow one from Scott Rubin. I borrowed his, and did a lot of uploading. I'm looking on Amazon right now for a VCR. There is a Sanyo VHS DVD combo player. How much do you think it's it's selling? Twenty five dollars. Three hundred and twenty four dollars. Go to go to Goodwill tomorrow and get one. I'm telling you, like, Magnavox, DVD, VCR combo, renewed, $240. How's that possible? Oh, is it because they're not making them anymore? Yeah. 
There isn't like just a VCR player? No, dude, they're all triple digits. They're, what? It's crazy. So hold all on right. to your VCRs, people. I guess Get so. Get them fixed up and sell them. It's becoming an episode of Cowboy Bebop. Well, it's like vinyls, I understand. Getting music in vinyls because like it can sound better. It's, you know, cool wall decor, you know, living room decor. Like, what was it? It was like Stranger Things, they, the, the last season. They put it out on VHS. I'm like... Did they really? They did. And it's like, that is just such a money grab. Like, that is worse quality. That is, like, wear and tear is going to destroy this thing of you even... Like... It's just for your for, shelf. For, for new people, for younger kids watching this, you literally couldn't... You were frowned upon for pausing a VHS because it would harm the tape. I didn't know this. All my oh, dad yeah. like, did was Oh yeah, you weren't really like supposed to like pause VHSs or like like you had to completely stop it and then rewind it. Like you couldn't really like VHS were a very sensitive thing because it was film in a tiny little box. Wow. And so, you know, like, you know, be kind rewind like that. There's a there's a movie named that and that phrase is completely well, gone that's now. That's for that's that's for renting a movie i know but that that was the thing is that like that was an entire job at, I, a, at a totally. video store is crazy is that like there used to be a rewind guy well and that's what i was talking about with the our a friend of the podcast my friend terry gamble was laughing because i was talking about the job of the woman checking to see if the credit card had enough money yeah. on it like that's a job that we didn't even ever experience you know we we were too young to use credit cards at that age anyway yeah it's fascinating Ben, it's time. We just got to call it's it. It's time. We just We're gotta... just ranting right now. Um, dead, I, de dead on arrival. I, I really do. I'm, I'm glad we talked about this, though, because, like, these are two really interesting characters. But it's just, like, it's tough. It's in the same way that it's tough to portray these larger-than-life characters for ten episodes of television. It's tough to talk about them. And, like... I think you really hit the nail on the head by saying... Sorry, I lost my thought because my cat attacked my chair. <laughs> it's been very much a cat episode. I think you um, really hit the nail on the head early on by saying these characters are amazing in smaller doses. And just like the elves were, too. Like, even after spending a month in Lothlorien, you felt like it was two days, you know? And yeah. having ten episodes of these characters, it's almost a little too much. And there's a reason why we focus on the hobbits and the men for the most part in these stories even yeah, like, even gandalf f's off you know what i mean he's like mm, i'm gonna go die because yeah, the biggest the biggest character development of an elf is like to not be racist like that's literally his whole character development is like oh i can find friendship in places that i didn't know i could maybe that's why frodo doesn't remember his name because like <laughs> mm. i love that theory so much and you're a little <laughs> racist bro <laughs> it's like oh He's you. here, too? Ooh, he made it? Can we get Boromir back? <laughs> I know I'm a friend of the elves, but don't be a friend of all the yeah, elves. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, next time you hear from us will be the Sam episode. Um, it, all things uh, being right, we'll be able to get Alex. There's a world where he can't join us, but um, we're going we're gonna to try and make that happen for you. Um, if there's Since, since Sam kind of rounds out this series that we're doing uh we'd love to hear from you the audience what you'd like for us to cover next i know ben and i have some stuff 
that we're thinking about. Um, but we'll, we're always happy to, uh, if you want to want to throw some hypotheticals, we can answer some questions. Um, we'll still do the Patreon if we hit ten Patreon members. We'll watch the pa- we'll watch the Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the G Strings porn. We will do it. I'm ready for it. Listen, that is a bullet I'm willing to take. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll do that if uh, just go to patreon.com forward slash pot of the rings. Uh, Gimli, son of groin. <laughs> <laughs> there probably isn't even a good enough pun like that. That is yeah, that's good. That is next level. Um, yeah, there's a couple different ways you can get involved with us. You can also email us at podcasttherings at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Twitter at, uh, I think it's Pod of the Rings, and Instagram is Podcast of the Rings, I believe. Uh, anything else you've got going on, Ben, that you want our friends to know about? No, just uh, I'm excited to see what our next uh, next uh, tidbit is, mm-hmm. next chapter in this podcast, because I've really enjoyed doing all these characters. Like, you know, I know this was kind of like, a, oh, let's do these two while we kind of kill some time before Sam, but I've I've loved talking about Aomer and Eowyn. I love talking about the brothers, uh, uh, Boromir and Faramir, rediscovering our love for Frodo. Honestly, like, that changed me. That whole episode changed me. It really did. It, yeah. I feel like we matured. We did in, into people. Different Loving people. Frodo is is a, a big maturing moment in your life. I agree. I agree. Well, I couldn't love doing this more. Uh, stay tuned for more. And until then. Mayor Paz, meet again. 